Hello, and welcome to the LYF podcast. This podcast is provided to you by the Love Yourself Foundation, which is an organization here spreading the message of love and more specifically self-love and the powerful ripple effect that has not only in building a better relationship with yourself, but also with your community and with our beautiful planet. We're here to tell you that we're all one. All living beings are connected to each other, to the universe. So we're going to be talking about important topics like mental health, environmental issues, and tying it all back into the self and ways that you can not only empower your relationship with yourself, but also empower your relationship with your community and with our beautiful planet. So if you like what you hear, please hit subscribe. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at the LY Foundation. You can also check out our website at the lyfoundation.org. And we have a very special new addition to what we're doing. We now have a membership program called the Lifeline Membership Program, which offers support calls, group support calls, free admission to our events, workshops, specialized merch. So we also have special discounts going for students, teachers, frontline workers. So if you want to hear more about this, please go to our website at the LY Foundation slash membership for more info. Thanks for tuning in. Hey there, everyone, and welcome back to the OAF podcast. Monica here, and today I'm introducing uh, my interview, and the interview of today is our teammate spotlight. I haven't been able to do one of these in a minute, and I wanted to make sure that we were able to highlight my special teammate. Everybody is always doing such amazing work, so it's always my intention to a teammate member highlighted on here every month. So this month, um, we're highlighting Ayla Babakitas. She is LYF's growth and development coordinator. And she first came to us as an intern in spring of 2021. And she has helped us grow in so many ways with her bright ideas and her passion for this mission. So I'm very excited for all of you to get to hear more about her story, her thing, her own challenges that she's overcome and the revelation she's received as a result. So I'm just uh, so honored and always so happy and grateful uh, to have Ayla on our team. And again, LIF has been able to grow so much thanks to her. So again, so excited to highlight her. And of course, as many of you, if, if you're not new to the podcast that Ayla is also a podcast host with JR on the conversations episodes. So yes, I'm really happy to get her uh, story again, more, more out there and excited for all of you to hear. So enjoy and happy listening. What's up everyone. And welcome back to the LYF podcast, Monica here. And today I'm actually joined by LYF co-host um, on the, of the podcast Ayla, she usually is doing episodes with JR on the series, The Conversation. And today she will be interviewed by me as we're featuring her as one of LYF's teammate spotlights. So really happy to be able to get her story out there more and also show how much all the things that she's been able to do with us since we met her as a student and just super excited for all that she's, I know, going to be doing in her future with us and without us. So she is a bright individual and so happy that she's part of the team. So hello, Ayla. Hi, Monica. I'm really honored to be here and 
be chosen for the team light spotlight. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's an honor to feature you and so grateful, like I said, of everything that uh, you've been able to do, how much you've grown really too, since we all initially met and, and the podcast is so much more developed thanks to you being here. Thank you. Yeah, I'm really excited. And I remember when I first started as an intern saying that I really wanted to just do an episode with me and you. And so I'm glad to finally be here. Yes, me too. So as you know, I always ask folks, my, my question of what is it that you love about yourself and how has that helped you so far in your life? Yeah. So I remember in the first interview we did with all the interns that I think my answer was growth then, and it still is now. And what I mean by that is I've in the last few years really centered my life around my value of growth. And because of that, I can overcome challenges easier and I see the potential in everything I do. And when failure comes or when hardships come, I know that's an opportunity for me to fulfill my value. And that's really led me to live a lot more of a calmer life, less anxiety and more happiness. And it's really led me to be in a position to love myself. Yeah, that's beautiful. It's great to see the evolution since we did have that question asked. And I love, that's probably one of my favorite things too. When I've asked that to someone that I've asked before, just to see how it's changed and it changes with time, with experience and with growth. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's lovely to hear Ayla. So now tell us a little bit more for folks that maybe don't know entirely um, all the things that you do for LYF now and how you've grown uh, through those positions. Yeah, definitely. So as many of you may or may not know, I started off as a podcast production intern. And so I just edited the episodes for Monica, uploaded them and did the graphics. And then over time, since I'm very passionate about the mission of LYF and self-discovery, I tried to push my ideas a little bit of just the growth of the organization. And now my position is growth and development coordinator, which I'm really happy that Monica saw value in my ideas and let me continue that full time. And so now I get to host a podcast, which who would have thought that I would have started where I was and ended up doing this because I definitely was a lot more shy at the beginning of this year. Mm -hmm. And so to come out of my shell a little bit and be able to do something, it really shows that over time you just get better at whatever you continue to practice. And I think that it's put me in a position to be very grateful for where I was and where I am now. And I get to host the conversation. Obviously, I get to be here with you. Just get to look at different growth strategies for the organization, for how to really get that message out to people, because my core values align with how to make self-discovery more simple for people, because there's lots of information out there. And so that's really why I love LYF, because I know this is a long tangent too. (laughs) I love LYF, (laughs) but I really just love that we can be a kind of beacon for people to find all of those answers in one place and be able to reflect. Yeah. And for folks that maybe they haven't had a chance to catch um, the conversation yet, Can you dive a little bit on what the goal for those episodes are? Yeah, so I have my degree in psychology and I'm also getting trained in mind-body medicine. And so I have a long history of trying to understand people and how to make them happy. 
And so what I wanted to do with the conversation after the opportunity arose for me and JR to do a series together is that I really wanted to dive through different topics each month, something as simple as growth to maybe more intricate, such as habit building, to dive into the topics of what it is, why we need to do it, how to do it. And I love the conversation because it shows different perspectives of me, someone that has had formal education in these things, a woman, someone that's white, someone that's young in opposition to JR, someone who's a bit older, man of color, not educated in psychology to dive through these topics together, have that conversation of, okay, this is what habit building is. How do you do habit building versus I do habit building? And it's really great to see the different perspectives. And the whole goal is to make that conversation an open one for people to start thinking about it and reflecting on how it works in their own life and hopefully inspiring change. Yeah. And I love that about the episodes because it really is such a tangible way of learning And it's so easy. It's an easy approach. And you are able to really translate that to folks that, like you said, maybe aren't as aware. And I always learn so much from your episodes. So I'm I'm glad. (laughs) Yes, I love them so much. I'm so grateful to see how that's evolved and how it's helping expand the mission and the message in different ways. Yeah, definitely. That's the entire goal is to just get people to, in whatever way they need to hear it. Mm-hmm. take that step and work towards self-love in whatever way it means to them. Yeah. So now let's dive a little bit. You touched upon it a little bit, but how did this all come to be for you? The intrigue of pursuing self-discovery and self-love and all that. Yeah. So I'll do the long story since it's my interview. Yeah. So I have been the new kid at schools, I believe five times and While that can be interesting because you're in a new environment, more friends, you'd think at times it would be lonely because you meet people knowing that you're not going to be there forever. And so I got to have a lot of friends, obviously, but a lot of change happening throughout the course of my life. And so I moved to Vegas in seventh grade and I came from a small town. And so it was a, a big change for me and opened my eyes to the possibilities of life. And when they say that in small towns, they have a smaller mindset. It's really true that people in small towns don't really know the potential that they have because of what's around them. Mm -hmm. And so through that, I was given a lost place of, okay, there's so much going on in Vegas. Where do I see myself fitting in there? And so once I got to high school, I got through high school, I tried to be involved in spark change. I was in student council. And by the time I graduated, It's always funny to listen to people's, I guess, I don't know if funny is the word, but listen to people's perspective of going to college and how do you choose what you want to do for the rest of your life at 18. Yeah. (laughs) And I was in a position to um, be lucky that I was going to get a full ride to college because of my grades, but took me in a position where I wasn't really sure what that looks like. And I had peers that, that seems to know, and that kind of was a little bit overwhelming because I felt like it was weird that I didn't. And Mm. I remember the summer after I graduated, I went up to Michigan where I'm from and I just spent all summer connecting with the earth and just reading as much as I possibly could. And I thought maybe if I know more about myself, I'll be able to find what major to choose. (laughs) 
And really, that's what it started from. And so I read every book. I listened to every motivational speech. I Mm -hmm. read everything on the internet that I could. I tried to find all the answers, took every test, got interested in anything that had to do with personality and learned a lot about myself and continued to learn a lot about myself. And it was through doing that process that I realized that I want to learn more about how people work. And I realized that from the beginning of high school, I was always interested in people, how they work, their body language, persuasion, motivation, all the things. Yeah. And so I decided to go into college with psychology with the hopes of understanding that better. I went through a point in my senior year of high school where I was depressed and unmotivated for life and didn't know what I wanted to do. And when I got past that, it was through um, just random occurrence of events happening in my life that made me happy to be here. But I realized that I want to understand how people get to that point and how to make sure I learn how to help people get out of that. And so while I didn't go into the, the degree because of any sort of career that I wanted to do per se, I wanted to do psychology because I realized learning about people could be really beneficial in any career that I, that I go into, but it also allowed me to learn more. And so over my time, I ended up specializing in personality and positive psychology. So who you are and how to be happy. And became really fascinated in talking to people about that and continued to do that self-exploration on my own of reading and kind of taking in everything I learned. I still have all my notes. I was really invested. <laughs> and awesome. um, last year, I had the opportunity to do the mind-body medicine. And I know you were there too, Monica. Mm-hmm. And I just realized that I really want my expertise to keep following on that road of finding solutions for people and brought me to the place where... I realized like on a personal mission level that there is no one place that has kind of a simple guide of finding yourself. And so I mean, like finding LYF was really great for me because I was like, wow, I can take this passion and really channel it into something that's already like growing so well and help with my input. And hopefully what we've been doing this past year has helped people, whether it's one podcast or one blog that really made a difference, but that's how I got to this point. (laughs) That's amazing. Thank you for giving the full story because it's always, it's just wonderful just to hear from the triumphs to the tragedies that we go through and that perseverance. And it's wonderful just to see how much you've grown since then, especially having gone through it and having gone through a depression during high school, which I find is not always talked about. I think even in college, I think it's not talked about as much as it should mental health. And I guess a question I have is during that time, how was your high school supportive or was it, did you hear it from peers, any type of support or was it just all you pretty much trying to find it? Yeah. So it was really interesting. It happened gradually. I had a grandparent that passed mm-hmm. and we weren't that close, but I guess we were close enough that it impacted me. And then I just started losing interest in life. Like yeah. I just, it felt like I was just going through day to day and I started pulling back from the things because I was very involved. I was um, the captain of hurdles and track and I was a uh, student body vice president for student council. So I was not someone that could fall back. It would be very obvious yeah. and kind of was just quiet and less engaged is the best way to put it. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up um, telling my coach that I quit, that I didn't want to do it anymore. 
And I remember <laughs> it was funny. He would come into all my classes <laughs> and he was like, you need to tell her to come back. And it wasn't just because I was decent, but it was also because like he valued me as a person and knew that there was a reason why that I was coming out of track when I did it for the past three years. And so I remember like seeing that he cared about me enough to like not push me to do it, but come in and make sure to tell me that I'm valued and that he cares and that he was there and he was actually the school counselor. So maybe that makes sense for him. Yeah. (laughs) And then I remember I was sitting in class one day and a teacher said to me that I looked more tired than normal Mm -hmm. and that they like hoped everything was okay. And it was weird because they weren't offering me help in any way. They just pointed out an observation, but to me, it was things like that made me think like, I'm not invisible. Mm -hmm. And gradually I actually got pulled into doing a business club called DECA. And it was just a random spur at the moment where a friend needed a partner in one of the competitions. And I was like, okay, I guess I'll do it. I don't know if I'm going to be good, but she needed someone to fill in. Yeah. And um, I was only in it for three weeks and I was able to make it to the international competition. So we medaled at state and then were able to go to internationals. And it made me think, wow, I'm good at something. <laughs> like I didn't, I have only been in this three weeks and I'm able to make it this far. And being able to go on that trip and go to Atlanta and go to this big conference and see things like I I didn't really had the opportunity to travel before then. It really being able to see Atlanta and travel and be with other people that were excited to to spark change, I guess, is the best way to put it. That is what woke me to thinking there's more than what is offered to me right now in my world history class. Like like things will get better. And I do think that you're right with people not necessarily talking about it in high school or college but when statistically like those are high rates of depression and anxiety and yeah I think that for me it was circumstantial that those things happened and I had people that cared about me but I didn't reach out to anyone really I just sat back and I think that's something to think about for people that sometimes people that are silent and sitting back aren't doing well, even if they aren't talking about it or it's not very obvious. Mm-hmm. It's important to check on your friends. Yeah, a hundred percent. I'm so happy to hear that you had those teachers that really went above and beyond and that saw you because I think that's like the biggest piece is that just to be seen is uh sometimes even more than enough or just listen to. So I'm so grateful that happened because you're here and that's such a beautiful blessing. And to think all the beautiful things that you have been doing and will continue to do just shows how incredible it is to foster life. And definitely. So I'm so happy you're here, Ayla. <laughs> Thank you. It's it's great because when I look back at it, I'm like, wow, I would have never thought that I would have accomplished and done the things that I have. And whenever I'm sad, not like depressed, but sad, yeah. I think about that. And I think about, we don't know where we'll be in a year and, and maybe it'll be something so good that we would have never met. That's it. And allowing the seasons of life to just come and go. And sometimes they are better. Sometimes they're less fun, but learning to go through it all. What's a piece of advice that maybe you could tell somebody out there that maybe they're going through something like that right now? Something that always helps me is to know that 
you can't know happiness without sadness. Mm. And so I think a lot of times in society, the mission is to avoid sadness at all costs, like the plague. And if you're sad that something's wrong, but I think that without those times, we can't know what it's like to be really happy and we can't value it. And the first thing that I would suggest is to one, allow yourself to be sad and don't punish yourself for that. Don't judge yourself for that. Mm. And then once you are aware and an understanding with yourself to either reach out or find the resources on your own. Cause I know some people it's hard. It's hard to talk about. It's hard to make that step to reach out to someone. It's a big step, but there's also lots of resources online and there's lots of ways that you can listen to podcasts. You can listen to whether LYF or other podcasts or read about it online. Just look at the areas of your life that are not at its peak yet. And whether it's you wanted to go to the gym more, or you're not satisfied with your career or your friends or your relationships and just kind of research it and say, how do other people deal with this? And you'll find that a lot of people deal with that. And I think that the hardest part when you're sad is thinking that you have no one understands and that no one is there. And I think that once you start diving into that, you realize that you're not alone. And that's the most important thing. Absolutely. And right now what I'm remembering what you were saying about earlier, just how you were referencing more to how sometimes small town living doesn't allow you to see like the full potential, right. That you might have and how really that, that can happen to in any other type of setting as well. But what's a piece of advice for that? Cause sometimes, right. We're like our own, we are our biggest critic and we hold ourselves back from opportunities. And maybe sometimes we, we have people around us that they see the greatness and they see it, but you don't for whatever reason. So uh, what's some, what's some thoughts you could share on that? So the first thing to know is that the only person that can define your limits is yourself. And for a long time, I used to let other people's judgments place that limit on myself for me. And I realized that I was holding my ba- myself back because of what other people wanted from me, not because what I expected of myself. Mm-hmm. And during when I went to therapy, which was like 2019, 2020, I talked about a lot how I had these big goals. And when I talked to people around me, they didn't quite understand it. Or they mm-hmm. would say, that's not how you do things. That's not traditional. That's not possible. And I used to get very hurt by that, thinking that people didn't believe in me or thinking that maybe I was crazy for thinking I could. And when I talked to my therapist about that, what she would say is, why are you letting other people tell you what's possible? And whenever I get in that situation, all you have to do is look up any celebrity and you'll find that all of them have gone through probably more challenges than you could possibly think that they've gone through to get to success. Mm -hmm. Like knowing that people have been denied fame over and over and continue to try to finally get that fame. Not that you have to be famous, but yeah, just knowing that people that have the biggest dreams, like they become possible because of that perseverance. And so one, I would say, find every way to motivate yourself and give yourself that awareness that you're doing this for you, not for anyone else. And then surround yourself with people or messages that are positive and remind you that there is a struggle 
to get to the finish. It's not that lucky thing where one day someone comes up to you and they recognize it and they are ready to give you all the money and all the experience necessary to get there. Um, it's, it's really interesting. And I've read so many stories about how I think I watched Queen's Gambit. Have you seen Queen's Gambit on that? I haven't, but I've heard great things. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's a great show. And it, and it did records with Netflix and the, I think uh, the writer tried for 20 years, 20 years to get that show running. Wow. And people were like, this is not going to be a hit. Like nobody cares about chess. And eventually Netflix picked it up and it ended up like millions and millions of people. And that kind of demonstrates that as long as you have that belief, the only thing that's going to stop you is you giving up on it. And that's what pushes me. (laughs) That's so, yes. Oh man, I love that you brought that up. And it actually reminds me, I remember so Constance, a past intern that we had, I remember she did a post where she showed like what jobs Barack Obama had, Oprah, these big names that are household names and just to see their journey leading to their where they're at now in life. And it comes down to, like you said, belief, consistency, and never giving up. And so absolutely. And I think that, and sometimes that type, that same type of energy, if we find ourselves in a dark place, it's like, we have to carry that into our survival and believing in our survival and that we owe it to ourselves to be here, that there had a lot had to happen for us to be born (laughs) a lot, (laughs) so much. I love that Ayla. Man, I feel all fired up after hearing all that. <laughs> you got this, Mom. <laughs> yes. Uh, Ayla, tell me, what are some things that you're looking forward to now as for more focused on LIF now and with the organization, where we're at and where we're headed? Yeah. So a sneak peek for those listening. Right now, I'm really focused on that aspect of how do we provide resources to people to make this easier, to make it more simple so that the process doesn't have to seem confusing, that you don't have to go 50 places to find out how to build a habit. So we're working on quite a lot of things. And I love seeing the growth of LYF in general and all the different areas over time. But I'm really excited to see where our relaunch of our membership program goes. And we're going to start including worksheets and a more guided process through discovering yourself each month with our themes. And then we'll also have uh, quite a few freebies for people to explore different workouts, maybe recipes, Reiki sessions, different things. So it'll be really exciting to see how people are able to connect with that information. And I'm excited to help be a part of providing it because I know that when I was lost, that it would have been very helpful for me. And so I hope that it's helpful for those of you listening. Yes, I'm so excited for all of that. And as some of we've been having a membership program and like Ella said, we'll be relaunching it, adding new things like she just brought up. So please stay tuned as we would love to continue to grow it and provide just more accessibility to emotional support, mental health support, wellness support. Very excited. Awesome, Ayla. That's it. That's all my questions I have for you. Is there anything else you would like to share before we hop off? Yeah, we're reaching the fall months and I know for me, when I lived somewhere that wasn't hot all year round, seasonal depression would come in and I would just be like, wow, it's gloomy every day. But my prompt to you is to find something each day to get excited about, whether it's dancing in the morning as soon as you get up or 
a cup of coffee, find something to be excited about and make that the focus of your day. I love that creating the joy however way we can even if the sun's not yes. out awesome Ayla well thank you so much it was such a pleasure to get to hear more about your story and like I already said earlier I'm so grateful that you're alive and and thriving <laughs> and doing such beautiful things providing such beautiful resources for folks and I'm so thankful that you are part of the team and so excited to see where our shared growth leads us. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Really grateful to be here each day. Of course. Awesome. Thank you so much again. And thank you to everybody listening. As always, please leave us a review as our podcast can only grow with your reviews and comments. So (laughs) Ayla and JR always say that as well. Support us as we grow the podcast. So yeah, thank you everybody. And until next time. Bye. 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 Thank you.